0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Chiss of Cinesy. This is episode 14. Fourteen, And, uh, what are we talking about? If you watched an episode every day, you could watch one for two weeks. Yeah, that's true. You would never run out of material for two weeks. For two weeks. And in and, and this crazy quarantine we're in, that wouldn't last too long at all. I stayed up till 4 a.m. last night watching half the Waco series on Netflix.
1: Did you really watch it after I went?
0: We watched three, right? Yeah. There's six okay. of them? Yeah. So yeah, we got, we got halfway through. I'm definitely going to watch the other half tonight. Uh, yeah, anyway, so today we're talking about... <laughs> Let's get political! The last and most recent episode of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. So we're in the last season, supposedly. Uh, season seven, episode nine, I believe this one was? Yes. Yeah? yeah. And so... Uh, Two works and a half. Yes. And so, let me think. No, this one no, must have been ten. ten. Was it ten? Episode ten, yeah. All right, so we're off to a rough start, guys. This is Joe Exotic, but we're going to keep rolling. Um, Episode 10, uh, so this is named The Phantom Apprentice. Did you think this was about Ahsoka or Maul? I think both. I think they are... The Phantom Apprentices. Yeah, the both of them. I never really... I know that they're called a Sith Apprentice, but I just never thought of them that way. You know what I mean? Just because the word isn't thrown around like it is as much with a Jedi. I think of it a lot because Sidious uses it so
1: much especially in episode 3 mm, where he's yeah, saying yeah he does he's you know he's like I would soon have a new apprentice one of five younger and more, and, more.
0: and with greater
1: But no, I think about uh, Sith Apprentices a lot. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, think not of... like a lot in like in my sleeping, waking
0: hours. I think of the Sith Apprentice. <laughs> Sith Apprentice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> I think. I think the reason that I and I know that Sidious. Now that you pointed it out, does say it in in episode three in an actual Star Wars like film, but yeah. Well, and he says
1: mind. it in episode one as well. In He's my mind, like, this is my apprentice, right? Yeah. There.
0: Darth Maul, blah, 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 blah. But I guess by the time that the you know the Rule of Two is, is in effect, the Rule of Two is in effect uh, already, and so to me it's like Sith Master, Sith Lord. I don't know. It's kind of a weird... To me, an apprentice is almost like the one that's going to replace the one. Like, who yeah. was an apprentice and now he's a, a master, but or not a master, but like a lord or whatever. Sith Master to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Anyways, so yeah, Phantom Apprentice, obviously kind of pulling from I Phantom think, yeah. Menace, episode one, but Oops. it's also talking about... You know, Ahsoka is so well. the, the apprentice that disappeared as well. Um, and so, here's the thing. If you haven't watched the latest episode of Clone Wars, we're going all the way in. Uh, talking about it in depth today. And so, uh, I guess we'll give you... We'll, we can do a spoiler-free review and just talk about the things that we liked for two or three minutes. So, here's, here's where we came from, okay? Um, Clone Wars was saved couple of years ago, and, and obviously we were stoked. I was texting you, I was texting my friend Zach Pachone, big Clone Wars fan, and I was like, we're doing it, it's back, you know? Yeah. Um, And then, uh, we didn't know what that meant. Multiple seasons, one season, is it, you know, I was really nervous they were going to do like one movie-long episode, like a 45-minute or hour-long episode, and be like, see, we saved it, all right, now yeah, shut like up. Yeah, pilot piece. And uh, so we found out we were getting one season left, and then it's going to be 12 episodes, and even though we speculated our little butts off, it was only going to be three-story arcs that we already knew about. Um, and, and pretty much all of those had been mapped out. And I was nervous that it wasn't going to be fresh and new feeling because we had already pretty much been told what was going on in a lot of these. Mm-hmm. But it's been really good. And so uh, Monday, uh, there was a man by the name of... Uh, I'm going to try not to butcher this name. But Gianni uh Eliotti A L I O T T I I'm just throwing that out there. He is the um FX supervisor uh for uh the animation side of Lucasfilm yeah. and on Monday he tweeted I guess it's Monday, which means you're 5 days away or 4 days away or whatever from the, the best, best episode Clone of Clone Wars you've ever seen and then he said, you know, period, hold me to it. And I was like Wow, that is very brave. That's, That's very like you're putting yourself out there. And Samuel made a good point. Even if you're a Rebels fan, if this comes out and it's, you if know, it's the best episode
1: of the Clone Wars, it's the best episode of any Star Wars animated show. Yeah. And so they're, they're, there's just no competition. I think anybody who's seen them all would agree.
0: Yeah. And I think that Rebels has some really high points, but I think if this was just going to come out swinging it and be the best Clone Wars, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be the best animated episode we've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and then. Right after that, Sam Whitworth said he had seen. Maybe this was the next day. He said he had seen three fourths of the ark, uh, and he said it's probably the best thing we've ever done. So you got Sam Whitworth, who I treasure, yeah. Because uh, one, outside of Star Wars, he was that cool soldier from the Mist, the Stephen King movie. Yeah, he got screwed. He got that the movie. short end of the stick there, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Shink. And so, uh, so you got Sam Whitworth comes into Star Wars to do motion capture and uh, voiceover audio work for The Force Unleashed, which was kind of bringing Star Wars gaming back to the forefront yeah. from Battlefront 2 all the way back in Episode 3 days. And so yeah. I remember I remember there being days, this is wild because it's so different now, but I remember there being days where i get home from school, throw my backpack on the ground, and my mom would be like, don't throw it, and I'd be like, I said it! And then I would run to the computer, and like the first thing I would do was check starwars.com. What's the news? What's going on? What's the? Because we didn't have any social media, you know. Yeah. So I was like, "What's the word?" And so I'd get in there and I check starwars.com. And I remember for a good chunk of time, there was, you know, there's a video game coming out. It's the Force Unleashed.
1: Dude, do you remember? This is a complete sidetrack. Do you remember that Star Wars game on starwars.com where you could be either Obi Wan or Anakin, and you could. Duel, duel of the heroes.
0: But it was action figures?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like like Mortal Kombat. But... Yeah,
0: yeah. It was very uh I think it was on the Star Wars Hasbro website and it could yeah. be like which one are you playing as? Yeah, they had
1: that one in they had, like the Kessel Run where you're shooting mm-hmm. in the in the Falcon or yeah. they had the one where you were
0: When we were growing up, we we went to school probably like three or five miles from the place where our parents worked, and so there was a lot of times that they can pick us up. And then we'd just be at the office from 3 to 5 or 6 or 7 o'clock. And so there was a back room that had an extra computer. Mm-hmm. And we'd be like, all right, I'm going to win this time. All right, mean going to Because I think you could play at the same time. Because you had, this guy can play with the arrows. This guy can play with the keyboard. yeah. And the truth was, whoever had the arrows was going to win. Like, it's it's simple to go left, right, left, right, left, right. If you're like, I can't extra W. <laughs> um, but yeah, Star Wars, yeah. It, man, they had a cool setup where you had all the figures that were available for Episode 3. Mm. And like a like a circular cube. So you could be like, have that one, have that one, have that one, need that one. Uh, that was pretty cool. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. No. entirely. What are you, some kind of wild animal? Um, so. What? What? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so we played a lot of that. But, yeah, so I would come home, I would go, and I would see, you know... Jump on, of course I went to some news website because my dad's computer and I'd be like, no, get that out of here, StarWars.com. I remember one time I made that the homepage and my dad was like, hey, <laughs> who's talking off the news? But anyways, I remember going on there and for months, like up until the release of The Force Unleashed and then afterward, it was like, check this out, check this out. Because that was the main, it's weird because we live in a different time now where there's constantly stuff coming out. There's constantly, like even if it's not officially news, like Star Wars or Lucasfilm hasn't confirmed Rosario Dawson for Ahsoka yet. But we're still getting news about Star Wars new things that are coming out. Mm-hmm. We're still getting news Mandalorian Season 3 has begun filming. Well, no, no. other difference Can we get at least five or ten seasons of Mandalorian? Like,
1: gaming wise, is that games aren't just what you buy anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, The Force Unleashed came out and you had The Force Unleashed story arc and that's what you had. Yeah. But now, like, for instance, with the latest Battlefront 2. You know, they are constant releasing updates. You get new heroes that you can download. Yeah, you yeah. There was a, it was you basically types of conquest.
0: heavily story-motivated. Right. I don't even know if you could play Force Unleashed online. No. So, no, there's no.
1: There's no PvP. There's no...
0: Now, on the flip side, I've mentioned this the last yeah, three or four episodes in a row, but on the flip side, the toys that were coming out from Force Unleashed and Legos and stuff... Lego has always been really good about keeping up with what's coming out. Like they have, a, they have Mandalorian Legos. They just released the Razor Crest, um, but f- like the the Hasbro, the three and three quarter inch figures, like Force and came out, and you had Star Killer, you, right. you, like, you had Ramkota, you had all those
1: guys. A new unique skin for every single mission. Yeah, you know, so that's a lot
0: of material. Yeah, and you had the freaking Toys R Us exclusive R.I.P., Toys R Us. Yeah, the Toys R Us exclusive There's battle There's not alive in the Galleria. Yeah, but it's only open like. It's not open, open now, probably. I think it's well, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they only opened up for like a month before and after Christmas or something. I know it was like a seasonal thing, but anyways.
1: What's the point?
0: So um, they had like you could have your regular Star Killer that you could get kind of anywhere, hmm. but then yeah, Toys R Us was like you can get Rax's Prime Star Killer that has the freaking dope Twenty Twenty Star Killer, you know, face covered, face don't covered. Read. Um, and then you had one Which of the coolest Darth Vaders come to die. Uh, one of the coolest Darth Vaders you could ever get because they had battle damage from when him and Starkiller fight. Authentic battle damage. You could <laughs> authentic battle damage. You could uh, take like two thirds of his mask off, and it was cool because you could see his freaking eye and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but anyways, uh, there's just I don't remember. We were talking about StarWars.com, and but uh, so there's so much stuff that's coming out. That's what it was. Is there's just so much material now. Um, So it's really cool to see that happening. Uh, But basically they said that this is the best Clone Wars we're ever going to see. And we've tried not to do, you know, we even considered for a while, every week until Clone Wars is done, we'll review Clone Wars. Um, And we said, well, let's not do that. It's going to, you know, let's review an arc or let's review whatever. Mm -hmm. But we were texting the other day and it was like, they're claiming this is the best episode ever. We can't not address it. That's what everyone's going to be talking about. Um, And we don't have a daily podcast. We'll have daily material. And so this had to be the venue. So, um, okay. Out of 10, what do you give to Phantom Apprentice?
1: I mean, without comparing it to any other episodes, 10 out of 10. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, even comparing it, like, there's going to be areas that it's, just like any movie or show, there's going to be areas that, well, I like this better, I like this better. Right. You know? wasn't in this one, right? <laughs> so <Sure>. I hold <laughs> that against you. <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, ten out of ten for sure. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, I'm I feel I'm in a weird space as a Star Wars fan because I'm not the guy that's like like with the the twi- the not the twins but the sisters that Ahsoka was with for that arc or whatever. Mm. Like it was cool to have a reason to see Maul again. But I wasn't getting a whole lot out of those episodes from them. Yeah. yeah. As characters.
1: what I've seen other people say. And I saw this, like, I thought, like, I've gotten to the point in life where I assume, like, maybe I'm the crazy one. You know? But I saw
0: a bunch of other people who were like, this is garbage. And
1: I was like, oh, thank God.
0: <laughs> I've seen other people on the other side, though, that are like, if you, I don't know, it feels like it's weaponized. And it's like, well, if you can't appreciate this, maybe because you're a... And it gets political or whatever crap. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's because I I am bleeding from the eyes for Darth Maul. Right. Well, <gasps> Get it was him like, on the screens! Uh, You know, just along the lines of somebody... I read
1: something that's like, how does it feel to be the same gender as Donald Trump? And somebody's like, how does it feel to be the same gender as Karen? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Carol Baskins!
1: But I'm like, you know, that's such a stupid argument. You know what I mean? That Like, that's the pinnacle of sexism. Yeah. So it's like, all whatever ovaries aside I just hate this person's personality. I don't care what they are I don't care what species they are It could be a freaking asexual Ithorian and I would hate him to death Yeah, I didn't, it was just,
0: here's the thing we were coming in and we didn't know what the, I think part of it was, we didn't know what that arc was going to hold. You know what I'm saying? So it turns out it was uh, about nothing (laughs) So Held about, uh, nothing The coolest thing... I remember texting Samuel and being like, you have to watch because Darth Maul's at the end. Sorry I spoiled it for you. It's the coolest thing that happens. He's like, here's a little sliver of hope. Hang in there. So, um, but that's the thing is like... If you eat this piece of broccoli, you can have an M&M. You know? (laughs) (laughs) I remember like... Okay. I... I don't try to be a hater, like I try to see things objectively. Right. But I watch, gave it a shot. And I was but like, watch watch the ugh. Phantom Apprentice or watch Old fan, Old Friends Not Forgotten, episode nine, last week's episode, and then go and watch any of the other arc and be like, Oh, this was kinda bad. Like <laughs> and I and I get it like it's to you know, Dave Filoni came out and of course I mean, if you're a creator, I'm sure it's very offensive when people don't like what you've created or they don't think it's as good. Mm. But he came out and said basically this storyline, I'm going to butcher this quote because I, I haven't thought about it that much since just this moment. But he basically was saying we had to establish Ahsoka as a character outside of the Jedi. Right. We had to establish her as a character outside of... And especially this close after right. she walks away. And
1: I respect that idea. Yeah. But uh, I would have taken any other route.
0: The thing that's crazy is, you know, you have... The sisters, one that... Both of them are in over their head. Yeah. And one that just doesn't know it. And then you've got the younger sister, who they're sitting at a table with Black Sun. Okay? One of the most dangerous, vicious crime syndicates in the history of the galaxy. They were so vicious that they were made canon in the Clone Wars. Like, they were... Because there's a lot of Legends material out there yeah. that it's like, nah, eh, this is kind of tacky. Or this doesn't make sense. Or this doesn't fill the storyline. And they were like, you know what would be sick? bringing these guys back they're cutthroat you know Yeah. and then they're gonna be sitting at the table with the freaking godfather you know you got you know hey, what are you doing where's the spice you know at the end of the table and then you got freaking rocket man from Lego movie that's like spaceship <laughs> she's like fastest ship spaceship and I was like shut up shut up Mimsy <laughs> so Mimsy anyways uh, 10 out of 10 for this episode <laughs> and uh I, I really liked it, so um, I'll say that there's uh, there's a huge. I, I felt like every area that they touched on, they did an, a fantastic job, yeah. and so I feel yes. like the the action was amazing, the acting was amazing from the characters, right. um, from the voice actors. I felt I thought... like the it was drama, and the and the thing to me that made it and. And we kind of talked about this before recording, but the thing that really stood out to me was I felt like I was just smack dab in the middle of Star Wars. Right. Where there are little tendrils touching everything and I remember
1: saying, like, maybe five minutes into the episode, I was like, man, I want to watch episode three so bad right now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh.
0: The connections in this episode to specifically Revenge of the Sith Mm -hmm. was awesome yeah and i know that there's little things that people are nitpicky over the timing and stuff couldn't care less it gave even
1: more depth to the things going on there
0: it gave more depth to the things going on elsewhere because you know they're super important Mm -hmm. but like they did a great job and i mentioned this one of the things that is hard about having different eras all over star wars that are going on at the same time like as far as material like we just got finished, you know, in the green scheme of things, we just got finished with Rebels. Then we mm-hmm. just got finished with the prequels, then we just or sequels, then we just now we're back in Clone Wars. So I know where everybody's gonna end up. Yeah. And I still am like, oh no. You're like right. and that is that is success. Because if I know Ahsoka has to make it out of these this arc alive. She right. has to. I've read like the book. She, she's yeah, she's <laughs> and she's in material twenty years down the road. She's just got cash for the right. Mandalorian. Or at the same time it's like
1: I know Maul is alive at least for solo you yeah. know what I mean
0: yeah so when you see that if you're not a fan I guess mm-hmm. then you can go well they're gonna make it yeah but they did an amazing job of pulling you in and I felt like it was they're obviously you know like you said you can't pick one episode that you love the most mm-hmm. but to me this episode was absolutely the best at just at what watching, it meant to do everything else in Star Wars yeah it did an amazing job for sure um a few thoughts before we give the warning, and then just jump all the way into the spoilers. Oh man, I was ready. What uh, <laughs> you don't you don't have to. I was just saying if you had something else you wanted to say topically.
1: No, well I guess it's just for me. There are things that I have thought myself, mm-hmm. you know, about just how offense in Revenge of the Sith would have affected those characters, mm-hmm. and this episode gave life to those thoughts that I had. Mm-hmm. You know, just different perspectives of. Uh, Revenge of the Sith even though it's like what almost three hours like it's still a very fast paced movie like there are a lot of things happening very quickly yeah and one of the things about Star Wars that I think a lot of people don't really appreciate is that even though it looks like they're place to place to place to place to place space travel takes time so you know there I still don't understand that concept there's a we can talk about it later uh, but there's, you know, it's there's time that it takes. Yep. You know, and and these events aren't happening back to back to back to back to back, even though that's what it's portrayed as. You know, mm-hmm. and so yeah, they can't be like, like there's processing okay, time for done on not now back to Mandalore. Right. There's time. And so yeah, I just it's, I just thought it was cool that a kind of like if they made uh, an animated show that took place, for instance, during Rise of Skywalker. It would have given life to those moments in between all the big events. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And seeing what's going on elsewhere in the galaxy.
0: I feel like the the sequel trilogy, and I'm not going to go too far down this rabbit trail, but I feel like it would have served it well for it not to have all taken place so quickly. Mm. Like, episode 7 and 8 all take place like two days? Yeah. Three days? Um, then you have a year gap between 8 and 9, but then the events of nine take place in a matter of a few days as well. Yeah. So.
1: I don't think it's just kind of like response to the impending. Yeah. You know what I mean? But.
0: It's just crazy because Pablo Hidalgo, the guy that's like the story master for Lucasfilm, said that Revenge of the Sith takes place over a span of 10 days. Yeah.
1: But it looks like three days. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so, sure. Um, I mean, that's a week and a half. You know, a lot can happen in a week and a half. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, I just thought it was cool to see like. Even in characters that are really well established, to see those things for mm-hmm. me that was very cool. Mm-hmm. Also to see um, the events taking place even more in depth from a dark side perspective was very cool because most of it is focused on the light side perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, we're mostly seeing the Jedi Council uncover these things in Episode Three. Yeah, you know, and we're seeing that discovery, and we already know because we've you know seen Palpatine on the throne. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that he's pulling the strings. So those things are already kind of assumed. So the movie story is focused on the light side, uncovering that aspect of it. So to see a dark side version discovery was very cool.
0: Yeah. So we're getting in there. But <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you really need to go see it. It's been out since Friday. This is Monday. You need to figure it out. Um, but here's your five second warning before we jump in. Ready? You've been warned. Here we go. Let's do this thing. That's exactly... That was one of the main takeaways from episode 10 to me mm-hmm. was I never... I don't... It's it's weird because my... Okay, I hate to say this, but I think I've put Legends and Canon in a box in my head. Mm. And I, I don't want to do that. It's right. all one thing to me. And maybe there are areas that it does. Like, to me, you know, there's the Legacy of the Force book series, which is my favorite... Star Wars long book series. And Jason Solo still exists in my mind. Mm -hmm. Even though that's basically Kylo Ren's, was his replacement in a a way. Um, But in that same way, what? Oh yeah. (laughs) That was so weird. I was like, but that's Luke's kid's name. Um, It was weird to me that I know that, you know, like Darth Bane for instance, says he has a vision of what the Sith can look like. Mm-hmm. But to me, when you read that, it's more of a dream. Okay, well, that's another word that's double used. Yeah. Uh, it's a he has an idea. He has it's his vision. Yeah. That something sense? that he's projecting, that's something he's. I never sees. thought that the force would give a dark side user a leg up. Well, and here's
1: the thing that like I when thought the force of-
0: awakens in Rey, it's kind of like. To me, it's been very much portrayed, especially since Disney took over, that the natural order of things is a light side to help others through the force. And people who use the dark side, for instance, the bleeding of the crystal to have a red lightsaber, to, it very much seems like you bend the force that to your will. Order. Yeah, And so In- for the force to reach out to Maul and give him a vision of things to come and pretty much... This is going to sound strange, but he is more in tune with the Force than anyone in the Jedi Order at this time. Here, Okay, so... Think about that. Uh, Because the Shroud, maybe because he's underneath the Shroud of the Dark know, Side? But I have answers.
1: I have thoughts. Go, go, go. So, one, we see that in the Mortis arc... There's really an embodiment of the light and the dark side in the the sun and the daughter, figuratively, yeah. So literally too, but yeah. Yeah, but you see that, and so you kind of now think of them more. uh, It's like personification. You think of them as entities as opposed to like just things, Mm -hmm. you know. At the same time,
0: coming from a Christian background, though, it's really hard.
1: I mean, I've also read a lot of mythology, so yeah, uh, yeah. For me, it's hard because I'm
0: like, the force is a giant, you know. It's like a God entity out there. Yeah. So to me, obviously, being a Christian, right, there is no darkness in God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's weird. It's I know it's not the same. I know it's a different <clears throat> concept,
1: but it's hard for me anyway, to differentiate. To further this, uh, I think about the Master and Apprentice book where yeah. people are constantly getting on Dooku's case and getting on Qui-Gon's case saying that to seek out a vision from the Force is it's- a path to the dark side. So I think when Maul said mm. I had a vision of the future, that's the first thing that I thought of really? was that he's in the dark side and he's seeing the future.
0: So he's because in Master Apprentice they talk about mm-hmm. if you're seeking out yeah. visions. And they talked about like that's how the mystic lost times their way. People do that because they wanna have Because they wanna be in control. They wanna have the, the frickin' eleven twenty two sixty three effect. Right. Where they know what's gonna happen. Right. Great book by Stephen King if you haven't seen it. There's a series on Hulu, you can watch that as well. Um, but, yeah, there's that effect of, I already know, therefore it gives me the leg up. Exactly. Which is the pathway to power. And you see exactly that
1: happening with Maul, where he says, I've had a vision of the things to come, and we can thrive in this chaos. Mm -hmm. I thought that was the coolest thing, that you see Maul pulling all these machinations and strings, but he's finally got so many pieces in play that he's in command of, Mm -hmm. that he is able to now capitalize on the things that he knows are going to happen. Because he knows there's going to be a great discord in the, in the galaxy, mm-hmm. and while that's happening, while things are in the air, he can pluck some of them.
0: Yeah. The weird thing to me was, it's kind of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got the light side, okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to muddy the waters a little bit, okay? But you got the light side, and you have the dark side. On the light side, you've got the Jedi... Even though they're flawed, the Republic, even though it's significantly flawed. On the dark side, you clearly got Darth Sidious slash Palpatine pulling the strings, creating the Clone Wars, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Now you have Sidious who is grooming Anakin to become Darth Vader, and he's he's the queen puzzle or the chess piece, Mm -hmm. you know. Even though Palpatine's the king and he has all the power. Anakin's the one that's like, I can go diagonal. I can go straight. I can do, like, he's the one that's going across the galaxy making these big moves. He's the one that takes out all the Padawans. He's the one that takes out, you know, the Separatist leaders and all that stuff. So just think about
1: how many Jedi he killed specifically when he went to the Jedi Temple. You know what I mean? So that wasn't all the clones. It's It's weird
0: because you have that and Maul has a vision, whether he's seeking it or it's given to him. To me, when it's like, I don't know. To me, when it's like I had a vision, it's almost like you received it. But again, does that just come from my background? I don't know. But um, Well, I think it's just... Alright, so to he's think about like, to...
1: Empire, Luke had a vision, but he wasn't like looking for it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's weird because he's... He was just aware
1: because he was connected to the Force.
0: He doesn't... Maul does not want to rule the galaxy. I don't think. But... I don't
1: think he would say no if anybody offered
0: it to well, him. Well, yeah, that's true. So, Maul's whole point, the big twist mm-hmm. in this episode is Maul's talking to Ahsoka in the throne room. Mm-hmm. And he says, basically, he unpacks every dadgum thing. Yeah. He says everybody, like Ahsoka had never heard the name Sidious before. And he he tells her, you know, you guys are idiots like, Dooku's on to charge. I've never been in charge. We're all pawns. Mm-hmm. Sidious is the one pulling the strings. And she was like, you know, he, he said, join me, and she said, to save the Republic. And he said, the Jedi's downfall is already going to happen. The Republic's downfall is at hand. But we can defeat Sidious. And she says, and here's what's crazy. He does the whole Kylo Ren thing. Puts mm-hmm. his hand out, join me. Together, he's like, I'm, a, I'm an apprentice that was cast aside. You're in a British that was cast aside. And she said, Well, I walked away. And he goes, Yeah, but you're cast aside. That's why you walked away. Like, he's basically reading her mail mm-hmm. and then says, Together we can defeat Darth Sidious. Yeah. And she says, To save the Republic. And he's like, No, just to defeat Sidious. You know, that's, that's the greater goal here. Yeah. And, uh, which it is. Like, the Republic's already so corrupt at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, you still think of them as the good guys when you're, like, when I'm rewatching the prequels, I'm still like, Here come the good guys, the Republic. But, if the Republic had won the war, which I guess it, it did, technically, we saw what... It was already becoming the bones of the Empire.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, and it's like the... It's just Palpatine winning. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's... it's. And Maul war, sees that. Even though it's very real, it's just an illusion. Yeah. And
0: Maul sees that, and he says, the only goal is to defeat the only plan. Mm-hmm. You know? That's not he, a quote, but that, he says, that's the plan. It's yeah. coming to pass. And he says the dark side is at strongest right now. I think that's what's making him so strong. Mm-hmm. is because he leans into it, you know? So, she says, I'll join you. So then freaking Ahsoka Tano, who's like the light side of light side characters, you know, always does the right thing. Uh, walks away from the Jedi, you know, council and all that stuff because she feels like they're not the Jedi that they should be. Like, she, she has a high conscience. Mm-hmm. And... She's going to join Maul to defeat Sidious, but she has one question that has to be answered. And he says, okay, ask. And she says, you know, what do you want with Anakin Skywalker? And he's like, I mean to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> because he is the main piece. Yeah.
1: And that's what I thought was so interesting, is that he put so much the emphasis on Anakin. That, like, without Anakin, Palpatine couldn't have done it. You know, that he, yeah. was, he was the linchpin.
0: And what's crazy is, Maul, who's... Singular focus for this whole time has been Kenobi. Mm -hmm. Is ready to let that slide. He wanted to lure Kenobi back to Mandalore.
1: He wants to kill Kenobi again, but he just wanted Kenobi because Anakin comes with Kenobi.
0: Anakin comes with Kenobi. He basically says Anakin rides Kenobi's coattails, and wherever Kenobi goes, Anakin follows. And the goal was they know it's Maul. They're going to send Kenobi because he can. You know they're the rivals, so let's send him and Anakin will be the the one two punch that the mm-hmm. republic says well if if Obi-Wan can best him Anakin right. and Obi-Wan will destroy him right and his whole goal is bring Kenobi here we'll deal with that another day to kill Skywalker to defeat Sidious and for a moment as Anakin is sliding towards the dark side he's already he's killed Dooku at this point so right. he's already falling you know, the Tusken crap has already happened already, obviously. He knows about... You know, at this point, think about this. He already knows about his kids. Right. He's already seriously having issues with Padme, you know, and her dying. He's already having... He's already killed Dooku. Yeah. He's, he's already been assigned... Um, talk a little bit about freaking what the whole, you know, text message or FaceTime with Obi-Wan. He yeah. impacts a lot of Episode 3 stuff. So it's almost like if Maul is... He's just kind of out there, right? you got the Jedi who are good. You've got the Sith who are bad. And the, it's almost like he's willing to just serve alongside a Jedi mm-hmm. to defeat the Sith just because it's Sidious. It's mm-hmm. a weird thing. And that weird balance is one of the best parts about the episode.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting to see Kenobi in this episode because he's going through so much personally. He's just gone through this rescue with the Chancellor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already having his concerns about Anakin. Uh, they've already had the discussion where Anakin really was upset with him in the council because they asked him to spy on Palpatine. That's already happened. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the hardest conversations Kenobi has in episode three.
0: I thought they did an amazing job animating him with his hood up to kind of let you know what the timeline was. Mm-hmm. yeah because that's that's small his East- look that's going his to you to Pal. that's yeah that's his I'm hiding right now. yeah here's what's going on.
1: And uh, I just thought it was interesting to see Kenobi view Dooku as a key to getting to Sidious. Yeah. Because
0: I had never thought of that. I always knew time. he was important. Right. But I guess I'm so... I was listening to another uh, YouTuber this morning and they are saying, I was so focused always on Dooku being a catalyst for Anakin's fall. Mm-hmm. But he's also a major loose end
1: right. for Sidious. Well, and you got to think about it. From the council's point of view right everybody that's in the council mm-hmm. which is now anakin knows that they don't know what's going on so they're grasping at straws mm-hmm. trying to find any way they can to get a glimpse into the dark side what would be the most accessible portal except the person who is the figurehead for the dark side right now mm-hmm. they know he's not really in charge but He's as in charge as someone can be that they can point a finger at.
0: But Obi-Wan says, here's what the council suspects. Mm-hmm. So the crazy thing is, you know, in episode two, when Obi-Wan's in that cool floating jail thing, and mm-hmm. Dooku unpacks the whole plan. Yeah. Uh, which that's an interesting episode concept of what would have happened if Obi-Wan trusted him. Was Dooku just trying to. Was Dooku recruiting the way that Palpatine oh, recruited him? Yeah, Dooku's you know? a manipulator. Yeah. Um, and I agree. I'm just saying it's an interesting thought. But. Uh they you know, everyone says, I'll tell you what the council suspects about this Sidious. But they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And is, you know, like you said, based on Dooku's history, he's a freaking wordsmith, he's the you know, he's the count of Sereno, like right. he's got that come up into him. Like he's not
1: just a powerful force user, he's a politician. Yeah. And that's what makes him dangerous.
0: Yeah. And so imagine, you know, the person who can convince you to do the craziest things, also Dark Lord of the Sith, right. you know. And is there really a Darth Sidious, mm-hmm. or was he the master and Maul was the apprentice? Like they don't know. Yeah. And so that's why I make the point that, in a weird way, Maul has come so far. Like think about Maul in Episode One, and he's just a devil-looking guy to scare the kids and to sell toys. Yeah.
1: Well, you he is a loose cannon. You know, and it's not, it's not canon now, but uh, in the Plagueis novel, uh, Sidious talks about, or Plagueis talks to Sidious about how Maul's biggest downfall is going to be that he's just reckless. He doesn't think before he goes into something, Mm -hmm. and that trial through insanity. You know, when he's on, uh, it's not Raxus Prime, but I always think of Raxus Prime
0: when he becomes going
1: through that crucible makes him. And it literally, you know, literally recreates him, you Mm -hmm. know, that he is forged into a new type of being, Mm -hmm. you know, both literally and figuratively. And that's now the mall that we're seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, the one that has had all the training and expertise, but now also has the experience and the motivation, you know, to cause him... To take pause and to look ahead mm-hmm. now, because he doesn't have anybody telling him what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's pulling it out of the air.
0: It's just wild to me because if you have asked me, even four or five months ago, during the events of Revenge of the Sith, because we knew that Maul was alive because of Solo, like you said, and Rebels, who has a not more powerful because you can just be more powerful. That's a you know stronger as far as fighting or whatever. Not who's going to win in a one-on-one, but who has a stronger connection to the Force, be it light-side or dark. And you asked me, who has a stronger connection to the Force in Episode 3? Maul or Obi-Wan? Maul or Yoda? Maul or Mace Windu? You know? Mm -hmm. I would have answered light-side characters all the way. But it feels like, after he completely unpacks every single thing, part of it's an inside scoop, but part of it is like, he calls out Anakin, mm-hmm. and nobody else saw it. Like, even Obi-Wan, who's the closest, who has the most reservations, never goes to the council and says, Something's wrong when he figure think this out. I mean, think about of, it.
1: Part of that would be the fact that everybody in the Jedi Council would have assumed that they knew Anakin too well. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't maybe, suspect the people they're closest to. But you. part
0: of that also is there's that intuition that the Force gives you. There's that knowing. There's that feeling of... Yes, I'm in an X-wing, and I have a tra- and I have a, a targeting computer. I have a computer that is for targeting, mm-hmm. but the Force is telling me to trust in it to blow up this Death Star. And that same vibe, that same energy, whatever term you want to use, should have been warning them about Anakin. And Mace Windu, this whole time, is like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And growing up, we were such Anakin fans. I was like, Mace Windu just needs to get off Anakin's back. Turns out freaking Mace was right this whole time. Yeah. But you've got Yoda. Well, you have you've got Obi-Wan. To me, it's just like... This episode shows that Maul's connection... And maybe it's because there's not a bias there for Anakin. I totally agree. But <clears throat> there's something to be said for the blindness that assigns Anakin to the council. Whether it's for politics to placate him... Or whether because they're blind enough to fully trust him in this time. But we're about 45 minutes away from killing a room full of kids... And Maul is the only one, including Ahsoka, who is arguably, maybe not closer than Obi-Wan, but she's a close second. Well, it, here's the thing. Everybody
1: on the council's got the good guy complex. They've got the Luke Skywalker that says they're still good and i I can change him. Mm-hmm. Maul's willing to accept the worst of people. You know what I mean? He's yeah. willing to say, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everybody else is like, no, not Anakin. He
0: could never. Mm-hmm. Maul's like, we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> so, I don't know. I was just blown away by Maul's character. Uh, I know when Rise of Skywalker came out, I said Kylo Ren is the most complete character through a trilogy. And I know it's not within a trilogy, but Maul's character is getting there. Yeah. Well, and it's just... I
1: don't know. It's just cool to see that Granted, Maul's got a lot more screen time. Yeah. If you
0: had, you know, an episode and a full series, and another series about Kylo. I'm sure we will get more stuff. Yeah. But man, he just goes up and up and up and up and up on my character's list. But the depth there is so crazy. Um, so what's the, uh, I don't know, what's the overall takeaway? What's the What's the highest and the lowest for you from the episode? And what episodes, in your mind, does it compete with for that top spot? And I totally agree. People ask me what's my favorite Star Wars, and my first initial reaction is always Empire Strikes Back. Just always been my favorite. Part of that's because of Boba Fett. Part of that's because I love the Battle of Hoth. Who doesn't love an AT-AT? You know. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, but dang, the Ewoks, Endor, the Emperor. You know, you got Jabba's palace in the beginning of Episode Six. All those cool aliens. But then you've got the initial Star Wars with the cantina scene. Who doesn't love that? You mm-hmm. know. So it's hard because there's things I love about every single one of them. Right. So I get that with the Clone Wars. But what are episodes? And I'm not, you know, to say it's it's this season it's this whatever Mm -hmm. but what are a handful of the just off the top of your noggin compete with the phantom apprentice because to me it shot up straight to
1: right up there really easy for me to pick and it would be the mortis arc okay and the last few episodes of the lost episodes Mm -hmm. with yoda um, with yoda because it just gives so much insight into the force itself yeah um those are just things that I had always wanted to know more about, so they answered a lot of my personal questions, mm-hmm. and that's why, you know, for me, I really connect with those. At the same time, it could be said that uh, The Phantom Apprentice did that in a different way, as opposed to giving insight to the Force itself, it shows how users interact with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just kind of see surface stuff where you can kind of read between the lines, but to see uh, Maul... Casually explaining you know the process that he's going through Mm -hmm. um i think it's just another level of insight that we have especially into dark side users which we don't get a lot of to Mm -hmm. be perfectly honest yeah dark side
0: Um, users it's usually like you have the initially maul mm -hmm. he's just a bad guy look at him he looks like the freaking devil or you have a dooku which wasn't really explained super well in the movies Mm -hmm. or you have sidious who's just a bad guy You know, like, we're just now, from Dooku Jedi Lost and from Master of we're just now getting some unpacking there. Well, and it's
1: interesting because um, I've said to you before that a Dark Side user feels like they're manipulating by the Force, but through, if somebody looks at it objectively, they're being manipulated by the Dark Side. They're being used to the, as the means to the end that the Dark Side wants to achieve.
0: And the only person who really has control over it is Palpatine.
1: Right. But at the same time... His end goal is the goal of the dark side of the force. So who's using who, right? Yeah, yeah, that's But true. it's interesting to see Maul taking a lead from the force because you don't see that very much in a dark side user. Yes. And it's interesting to see him doing that while the light side is blinded. It's just that uh, dichotomy that's really interesting. It's weird, man. You know man. that it's, it's like It's weird because
0: tournament. it makes you... Like, Star Wars to me, the good guys are always going to end up winning. There was never a moment where the First Order was going to take over the galaxy at the end of Episode nine, and Kylo Ren was going to as, you know, put on a full Vader costume and be like, "See, told you the whole time. Yeah. Grandpa loves me. You know, like, uh, that was never going to happen. The good guys were always going to win. Like, that's just how it works. That's just how Star Wars works. It's good versus evil. Good has to triumph. That's just, that's classic storytelling. So, when you have that, maybe Clone Wars is the first thing... That ends that way. I know Revenge of the Sith ends that way, right. but we knew... Well, it has to. You we had 456 coming, which it did well. But, I don't know. It, does, it definitely feels weird that the Force is able to communicate with Maul much more right now than it's able to communicate with... Right.
1: Well, and it's because there's no, there's no there's, inhibitions.
0: There's no... Yeah, there's no Shroud. So, that's just wild, man. I don't know. Um... I thought that the fight scene was amazing. Yeah, I I had never considered that you could use mocap technology for an animated show. I I, I know that that's what they do for video games, yeah. like Force Unleashed, like we talked about earlier. They just never, but it just had that line reason. They, they've never they, they've never done it that I know of, and so to see, you know, one of the best fights ever is obviously Sidious versus Maul and Savage. Mm-hmm. That was dope. Which
1: takes place in that same room, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, Maul has. Just done some crazy crap on Mandalore, but then you have, um, you have that going on at the same time. This fight looked, this is the best looking it fight was we've the ever most
1: seen. Physically realistic duel that we see in the Clone Wars. It
0: was a perfect combination of physically real looking because of the motion capture, mm-hmm. but still able to do crazy animation stuff. Right. So. I'm going out on a limb here. Maybe this, objectively, goes down as one of the best fights ever in Star Wars because of that combination.
1: Well, I think that's what Stan Whitworth was driving
0: at. And here's the thing. Think about this. Like, I love Rise of Skywalker. But, there's that fight scene on the Death Star wreckage where, um, Rey's grasping at straws. She's exhausted mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever. <clears throat> Kylo, to me, is being shown to be way stronger than her in the force at this point. And maybe it's because he's just committed to this, at this point, he's still committed to one line. And yeah. she's kind of divided, doesn't know what to do. Um, but think about this. There are moments in that fight where the sound, the music is like, you know? And it's like, ah. Oh, and I know that it's to show her—it's em- <laughs> to show her emotional baggage too. I get that. Yeah. But dadgummit, there was a honeycomb at the top of Mandalore with beams that were this wide, and Ahsoka and Mo were fighting back and forth.
1: I thought it was cool that at the end of the throne room portion of the duel, you see Ahsoka a little out of breath.
0: She's a little out of breath, and then she has more where she kicks. Um, she, that was right after she kicks him out. The she window. kicks Maul, and it was just the animation was so cool when he goes through the window, but he's still holding onto yes. a saber. So you have like the goofy shaped hole, yeah. like Yay! you know, and, and he with jumps the out. Burns. Yeah, uh, that was really dope. Um, I was happy with, um, I was happy with the duel, and here's why. I was talking to officially Star Wars on Instagram, shout out, um, and he ran a poll on his on his story on Instagram, and it said. Uh, who wins in this fight, Ahsoka or Maul. And I'm voting Maul, like, I'm trying to double tap as fast as I can to see if I can get two votes in there because it's obvious to me who's more powerful. But Ahsoka's a fan favorite, right? So she had like 67% of the vote versus 33% of the vote. And I messaged him, I was like, this is ridiculous. This is freaking ridiculous. And we had talked about this. Maul is at his peak right now. Right. His vision's clear. Um, His, like, his... He's not... He... In this episode, he shows he is not blinded by Kenobi right now. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to it. Don't worry. We're yeah. gonna freak out in the desert about it still, but right now there are bigger fish to fry. Well, and, that and we're shows... still in a place to be able to attack. Right.
1: That shows how much clarity he has right now. Yeah, you know, like he's... I think
0: towards Rebel, when you see him all in Rebels, he's down on his luck, and he's like, "But I could still kill Kenobi." Right. You know, like he talks about if Vader gets here, I cannot defeat him one on one. Yeah, which I thought was pretty balling. Um, mm-hmm. But at this point, he still has the resources. He's still powerful enough. He's still... you know, It's 20 years earlier, so he's 20 years younger. There's enough distraction and chaos going on, like you're talking about, that he can try to yeah, I thought there was pull some stuff in.
1: That he was like, let's just you know, take advantage of what we can while we he's can. He's in
0: that box. The fan is under him. There's money going everywhere. And he's like, well, this fan is on. I'm going to grab some of this cash. Yeah. That's where Maul's at right now. And it was just... I, I felt like he had, he, Ahsoka's just got her lightsabers back, Mm -hmm. you know. Maul's been waiting for this, you know, he's not, never, he's never not ready to just go for it. Yeah. And so, I was happy with the fact that Maul was like, I, he's not trying to kill Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. He just wants to get, he, he wants to kill Anakin. He wants to defeat Sidious, that's all he's thinking about. If he has to kill Ahsoka along the way, whatever, um, and by the end of the episode, when he is captured, it's, it's, there's a beam that's falling almost vertically down at this point. You know they're weighing each other down. Maul is bested Ahsoka, and for a split second, I feel like he slips up. He could have just left, mm-hmm. but for a split second, he's like, okay, I'm just gonna kill this chick because she's super annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, he's tired of being followed, and you know whatever happens, where she kicks him or whatever, and between Ahsoka and yeah. Three or two or three or four Republic gunships. They capture him, and um, I felt like there was never a moment where he was on the ropes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There are times that you see a fight, and one fighter's winning the whole fight, and then they just get clipped on the chin and they they lose the fight, mm-hmm. and it sucks. But that's just the way fights go sometimes. I did not want to see a fight where Ahsoka bested Maul, like just outright beat him. I was not going to accept that. And I feel like we got the fight that that we wanted. I right. felt like he was very much in control, very much dominant. And there were two or three mistakes that he made that were really quick, but it cost him. Right. You
1: know. I don't want to pat myself on the back a little bit for something that I said when we were watching it. But I was like, what Sidious is to the galaxy at this point in Star Wars... Yeah, you made a really good point. Maul is to Mandalore. He's calling the shots on both ends. Yeah. He's in the throne room with... Uh, Bo Katan and Ahsoka, and he's got his folks out there fighting. And he's like, Maybe one of you guys should attend to that. Yeah. You know, he's he's instructing both sides of the war and he's totally in control. Well, and, and he
0: totally calls the Mandalorians out on their desire just to fight because they were supposed right. to do. Well, and and he, he, needs he calls people, them. He needs willingly. an army <laughs> and he
1: says, Hey, you can die in battle. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> they, Where do I sign? Yeah. And Mr. he
0: looks at them and he's basically distracting them from him trying to talk Ahsoka into because mm-hmm. if she would have said okay let's do this thing Anakin's kind of a weirdo let's let's go kill him let's defeat Sidious they would have left together and the clones and the Mandalorians of could have just died off who cares right.
1: when it's like he knows that eventually the clones are going to turn on the Jedi anyway so either, either side is going to serve his purposes willingly or not
0: right and so he he says so blissfully ignorant mm-hmm. and I was like he knows what's going on he knows what the freak is happening but anyways um for me, I agree. Mortis arc really, really great. It's one of those that you can go and rewatch all the time. Uh, I love, I love the thrill of Five's arc, because every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, they're gonna bust this guy. Mm-hmm. Of course they don't. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the living force stuff between Yoda and Qui Gon and the Wills and all that stuff. That's the deepest it goes. Yeah. Well, and it's like, like it has not
1: escaped my notice that my favorite story arcs involve Qui Gon, but you know, all the good things yeah. to do.
0: So, um, I'm very happy with where we're progressing because we have two episodes. And the beautiful thing is, when when a streaming service puts out an episode, they're not limited by commercial time and time slot and whatever. So it can be like, you asked for it, episode twelve, May the Fourth, Happy Star Wars Day. This clone wars is an hour long. Right. They could do that. Uh, not that they will, but they could. I'm sure if we check IMDb, it probably already has the minutes up there or whatever. Uh, I will be blissfully ignorant until we watch it, but. Um, it was up there, man. I think as far as all the connections to all of other Star Wars, mm-hmm. maybe that's what it's best at. Yeah, And that's what Star Wars needs right now. I have yeah. to remind everybody that Star, Star Wars is, that Star Wars does. Anything
1: that can be added to Star Wars and make it feel more complete is something that's well done. That's art. Because it's already such a cohesive unit. It's Overall. a very saturated... 30 or 40 years. Right. And so to have something that's brand new, but at the same time fits perfectly into something that's been around for a long It fits perfectly.
0: Time. It adds depth yeah. to, to, to two or three or four characters that everybody knows everything about. Mm-hmm. You know, there were things that happened here that I was like, mall is uh, a different level right now. Um. You know, I'm on my way driving over here. Just picked up our drinks. I'm getting ready to pull into the driveway, and I'm thinking, where is Maul on my list right now? Because hmm. last night's episode changed things. Yeah. It's a game That's game. how big of a deal it is to me. Yeah. Um, by last night's, I met this morning at 3 a.m. after we stayed up ready to watch it. So um, it's up there, man. And yes. I cannot wait to see. What's beautiful is, even though it's, it's going to be sad because it's going to take us away from Clone Wars because they're going to wrap it up. Um, but the first of May next Friday will be episode 11 and then just one two three days later on May the 4th on a Monday mm-hmm. they're, they're airing episode 12 just three days later they're not waiting for Friday Sweet. so we'll see we're probably gonna do a bonus episode to review that arc and this last season it's gotta be done it just we, we, we how are we not gonna do that you know um it's for you. The, the people, you know? Um, so uh I, I loved it and I feel like um I feel like Dave Filoni does a really good job of hey we're gonna talk about some cool clones, we're gonna do that for you Ahsoka fans, we're gonna build her up and give her a little bit more depth, but still tie in. And then he freaking swung for the daggum fences with this last arc, and so far these last two episodes have been fantastic and so thank you Dave I'm still waiting for them to give him a movie why the freak not Uh, but anyways so really great stuff next Friday you know man who knows if it's even better we may be back here again reviewing another episode who knows Uh, but uh, yeah I think it's up there I think if I had to go and look at a freaking list of like 125 episodes or how many freaking long there is I think this makes it into the top five. Yeah, for sure. Easily. Top, top five for sure. Maybe top three. Top three for me probably. Maybe top one if you let it. You know? Not arcs wise just individual episodes. Yeah. Um, so that gets dicey because you're like what about this you know where's this episode what about this one? But yeah. anyways um, I really loved it. So if you guys have seen it uh, and there's things that we forgot or things that you're like that oh. was cool but this really stood out to we me. We can't forget Comment the blaster
1: that. bolts being bent sideways. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, Boguton runs in and she's like, "I'm gonna take <laughs> on this Dark <laughs> Lord of the Sith." And you made a really great point when we were talking today, and you said, "People are sleeping on Maul. This dude, what Buddy's been through, is a Sith master at this point. Right? Um, cast aside, survives purely by the strength of his will and his that mind. Bro, casually turned blaster bolts into spaghetti. She's shooting at him. He and turned he's... them into macaroni. He bent them, bro. First of all, he didn't just deflect them. They were." You know, whenever you're sitting on the throne, you've got, you know, you've got the dookus of the world who are like, hmm, yeah, blah, blah. I love it. I liked that the, he was my like... My boy was slouching. He full was just on chilling. slouch. With one foot up here, like, our dad Disrespect. was dad. And he was sitting there, and with his hand on his knee, and she's shooting at him, and he's going, am I even in a frame right now? <laughs> he, uh, he's like... Well, it's funny because they're looking then he for picks him. Her up.
1: They're freaking looking for him, and he just shows up in front of me. He's like, good point. You want this, don't you?
0: So, man, it was really good. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, if you've seen it and you have, you know, other thoughts whatever, feel free to comment, like this video, subscribe to our channel, um, follow us on, we have a Twitter now, so look us up, Chiss is Nancy Podcast. Uh, make sure we get our, uh, you know, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll see you guys next week and then probably bonus episode that following Monday if we don't. Something crazy happened and we have a bonus episode before that. So thank you guys for tuning in. May the force be with you. And remember, the only family you have here is me. <laughs> see you guys next time.